0: Welcome in,
1: welcome in to Hour 2 of RSVP with Jill Monroe, here on KBLA Talk 1580. You know, this is the show where we hit all the trending topics and headlines across entertainment, sports, lifestyle, and culture. Ari Lennox, right? Okay, just making sure. I thought it was. I love that song. It's so relaxing. Makes you want to light a candle and lay out in your house and just enjoy a day. You know, just enjoy being in your peace setting it up so listen before andy what you got to say
2: you know that's my first time actually hearing that song
1: and listening to the words yeah did she say um
2: she's gonna put her whatever up in the air
1: yeah her hoo-ha to the sky okay that's what she said i get it i understand (laughs) i mean
2: that's that's what you
1: (laughs) describing right there yeah Yeah, um yeah so shout out to ari you know That new apartment feeling. Cartwheels in the air, dishes in the sink, curlers in the shower. Freedom. I feel that. So listen, speaking of freedom and female rappers, you know, we've talked a little bit about the one music fest that took place over the weekend. We talked about Janet and Jermaine and Nelly and Ashanti having their throwback moment. Them chewing up those Magic City wings that looked a little delectable. All of that. Well, listen, Lil Kim performed at the One Festival too. And I'm kind of trying to understand where this move came from. Love Kim. Love Kim down. Love Kim. But I'm wondering was this a move to maybe try and compete with what's happening with the younger female rappers? I'm not sure. But if you weren't aware, Lil' Kim, during her performance at the One Music Fest, threw her panties in the crowd. She said, what do I got to do for y'all next? Then she said, panties coming down. And she awkwardly pulled down her panties and threw them in the crowd. So, <laughs> let's be clear. One, I believe she had the panties over Some other pants, but you couldn't tell by what she had on initially. Two, I I don't know. I mean, I guess you could argue that could be Lil' Kim Roots kind of was confusing to me. Maybe 20 years ago, that would have been daring and got the people going. Now it just seems a little weird. Just out of place. Didn't really understand where that was coming from but uh you know I tell you one thing though whoever the camera guy was that got the footage booed to him fired to him I don't know if it was her guy if it was just a fan because they didn't get the crowd's reaction and I want to know what the crowd did did somebody catch it did they move to the side I want to know what the reaction was to little Kim saying I'm going to take my little panties down and throw them in the crowd um, Kim, don't do that anymore. Just do our little dance that you do and the breakdown. You're the queen. We don't need that from you, you know, even though you do what you do, we could leave that where it is. So, anyway, listen, Northwest is a trip, right? She has been in the news quite a bit for a 10 year old, but I suppose if your mom is Kim Kardashian and They've been on our reality TV screens for the last almost 20 years. Can you imagine? Think about that. There are TV shows that don't go that many seasons, and we have been actively tapped in. Maybe not you. I understand. Not everybody keeps up with the Kardashians, but you kept up with some. And you may not be watching the Hulu show, but we hear about it, right? So... North is a character. We've seen her TikToks. We've heard Kanye be upset about her being on TikTok and these things, but he seems to at least have gotten over it or at least decided to not publicly address it. And North has, you know, I feel like found her little personality type. She seems to really enjoy the performance aspect and getting everybody in and doing TikTok dance, you know, being a normal kid, right? So, I think that desire in some ways for normalcy, I stumbled a little bit, but you got it. The desire for a normal childhood uh, might be extending to weekends with dad. So, recently, right, on an episode of Keeping Up with the Card- I'm sorry, the Kardashians, because it's on Hulu now, not E. The old show was that. Not only did Kim show Northwest eating an onion raw, biting into it like an apple. Kim said that North just likes vegetables and she um, eats them like that. So I feel like North somewhere secretly has an old black woman in her or something. That seems like a very Southern thing to do that you would hear about. But... Kim also recently revealed that Northwest has certain feelings about their living situation. When we come forward, we're going to play you Kim's comments and then break down what I think might be happening. There's actually two things. One is the obvious one, maybe not so obvious. All of that and more, you were locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So listen, like I said, Northwest is a character. We've been keeping up with the Kardashians, now just the Kardashians for some times now, for some time now. And I feel like though North likes, you know, obviously performing, makeup, all of these things, being a true ten year old, right? Just Having a good time and experimenting, understanding that her parents are very, very famous. We saw her dress up as her dad's graduation bear on Halloween, amongst several other costumes. And we've also seen her flick off paparazzi. We see now her younger brother, Saint, is doing the same thing. Um, and obviously, you know, it's, they don't know life any other way, but it probably is kind of frustrating as a kid to have to be surrounded by all of that right so kim on the kardashians was speaking with courtney and she was just saying how north kind of goes in on her about the lifestyle that they lead so let's take a listen north
2: she'll go to her dad she'll be like dad is the best he has it all figured out he doesn't have a nanny He doesn't have a chef. He doesn't have security. He lives in an apartment, and she'll start crying. Why don't you have an apartment? I can't believe we don't have an apartment.
1: So, one, girl, you have a house. Why do you need an apartment? Um, You know, but that's 10-year-old kids. I think one thing, divorce is hard on children, right? It can be. And I think that as a child, sometimes... I know it happened with like, you know, friends that I had growing up, some of them. Sometimes you glamorize going to your other parents' home because, you know, it's almost like a vacation. It gets to be more fun in some ways because you don't have to deal with the day-to-day rules and regulations, right? Two, we know Kanye is Kanye, so obviously he and North were pretty tight, pretty close. And I also feel like that's a little bit of, you know, using the child to kind of manipulate the mom. Obviously, their divorce has been settled or whatever. I think even the financial issues that were still lingering, I think those have been settled as well. But I do think that Kanye still engages in psychological warfare a little bit. So I think there might be some of that going on. And then also, I think because Ye has become a bit of a recluse, he's obviously not filming a reality show, that even though North likes to express herself through TikTok, it probably is a bit of a relief not to have the cameras and all of that around you. And it kind of brings up another topic that people discuss about children's celebrities, right? Right. We've seen a lot of kids that were child stars that grow up and crash and burn. We've seen some others that are seemingly well adjusted and things of that nature. But I often wonder what would happen to our entertainment if no one under eighteen was allowed to participate in, you know, acting or things like that. Because people are always like, Oh, it's so unfair, it's so hard, it's so difficult on the kids but what if we did something like that I don't know I just wonder what North's path is going to be because on one hand she's 10 of course 10 year olds are going to change their mind 150,000 times and they don't know but I really wonder at times if the show and those things are really taking a toll on her or if it's just a kid expressing their feelings so speaking of Kim one of her besties Manifested the dream collaboration for herself. So a couple of weeks ago, Sierra was speaking in an interview about who she would like to collaborate with, who her dream collaborator would be. And she said, Wheezy. Well, she's dropping a remix to her That's How We Roll. And it's going to feature Lil Wayne and Chris Brown. She just dropped some of the visuals online. The remix is out now. So Wayne seems to really be back on a tear. He's really back out there doing shows. Does he have a new album coming out? I don't know. I kind of feel like though Wayne is legendary. And people felt like he really was in his bag on the new single that he dropped with Tyga. But are we seeing a little resurgence of little wayne or has his time passed andy i have to ask you because you know that is kind of your resident area i just do you think that like wayne can have a resurgence or is he too kind of aging out of the process even though we have older rappers now
2: he's aging out of the process and Did- i only say that because I'm going based off of his own discography. I think he reached his peak on the Carter Three.
1: So when did that come out? When was that? That was 2008. Wow, you think he reached his peak thir- that long ago?
2: 100. percent Because prior to that, you know, that's when he was killing the mixtape game, mm-hmm. and just the, the the anticipation for that album was just big. Then he went ahead and dropped Lollipop, and the Carter Three was just was uh, it was a classic yeah. album. And then after that, do you, do y'all remember the Carter Four like that? I do didn't even know. <laughs> was a do, do you know what I'm saying? Do y'all remember the Carter Five like that? You know what I'm saying. He just recently drops dropped the mixtape called the The Fix Before the Six. You know what I mean? I listened to it. Once it's cool. It's cool. it's a couple records. I mean, the hottest the hottest track he got right now is the intro to Undisputed, and I play yeah. that like almost every day.
1: Do you really?
2: Man, I love that song. He he ripped that joint. When Skip Bayless was like, "Oh, this one is better than the first one," I'm like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." Nah, it, it's hard. Okay. Lil Wayne ripped it. I mean, he's still talented. He's still got skills. Of course. Uh, uh, But I think his time is gone. But, you know, first out, right, we were talking about, you know, Drake and all that. Mm-hmm. I think what would help resurrect maybe his career, not resurrect, I mean, he's already there, but just maybe take his career to the next level. Same thing with Wayne. I'm going to go ahead and throw in Nicki Minaj in. All three of them individuals should work on a compilation album together.
1: Interesting. Do you think they're at the point in their career where they would want to revisit and work together? I mean, because obviously we have a, you know, a long history of those three collaborating with each other, you know, in some different points or fashion, some connection to it. Do you think at this point they are still in a space where they could come together and work? They should. I mean, what would prevent that? I feel like the relationships aren't really the same. I I think that Nikki and Drake probably have an interesting, like, relationship, you know, that could be... I think that also where they're each at as far as their careers, I don't think that they feel... Drake obviously is open to collabs. He, you know, did... The one with 21 Savage, we've seen him do stuff with Future two times or whatever. I don't think that it would be the him, but I don't know if the three of them together would even really do anything. Because I feel like they're at such different spaces. I don't know.
2: No, I think it would work. I don't know what music video it was. I felt like I watched it recently. I felt like Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj, they were in the video together. Like, you know, having a good time together. And Drake, I mean, Drake has gotten to a level now where it's like I feel like he surpassed a little Wayne. You know what I'm saying? He, he's so. on a whole another level or whatnot. But I
1: so that's why I feel like it wouldn't work.
2: It would work, though.
1: It would, it work. would work
2: because one thing I do know about Drake is that he still uh, holds Lil Wayne's name in, in high regards. Okay. He still shows him love. He still has uh, reverence towards him. So, you know, even though they're on different, you know, you know platforms or different levels of of their careers i think they would you know come down to normalcy to work together and i think it would be beneficial for all three of their careers
1: interesting well i think they need to do something because i don't know but we don't even know where hip-hop is headed not that we want to put this
2: and at the same time music probably just ain't for them right now. I think they've they've accomplished everything that they needed to do within music. So, you know, who knows? Maybe they need to work on a, a clothing line together or something. I don't know.
1: I don't know what I would like to see Nicki doing. Like, I feel like she still has more to do in some ways.
2: I don't know what happened to Queen Radio, but she needs to bring that back and have it consistent.
1: Well, I know, I mean, I when she left Apple, right... I think Queen Radio was the best when it was on Apple Music. So she had gotten a deal with Amp, but she wasn't consistent. I think that that is one thing. You got to whatever, once a week, once a month. I mean, we even see it with Young Miami. People love, love, Carisha, please, but they don't know when to look for it or, you know, when it's going to be. They're like specials like Charlemagne said that time. So I can kinda agree with that. I, I don't think that Nikki was really passionate about Queen Radio because if she would have she would have kept up with it.
2: That's fair. I mean it was huge though.
1: It was, it was huge, yeah. but I think she got bored I think it was easier at Apple because they probably mm. provided her with more. Makes and sense. AMP is probably more um do it yourself. And I think she didn't have that much interest in it. I could be wrong, though. That's just what I'm thinking. But um, maybe, too, because we were talking about how much music Drake puts out. You think about all the mixtapes with Wayne, all the music. Maybe, I mean, and not that he hasn't taken a break, but I don't know. Maybe to your point, what's he going to rap about, too, at this point? 'Cause what is Lil Wayne even doing at this point? Casually commentating on sports? Is he still out there trying to be a skateboarder? I don't know. I feel like he's another one. He when one of the things that Wayne ushered in, I think, was the rock star rap era, right? where rappers, they always had a tinge of the rock star thing, but I think Wayne was really diving into that aesthetic, you know, learning to play guitar. I'm a skateboard. I mean, doing things that would have been considered alternative, you know, back in the day. That's not hip-hop or whatever, whatever. And I, too, feel like, you know, he got grounded in that, and now you got to try to find your way back to this over here, and you've expanded your fan base, but... I don't know. I think he's bored. (laughs) Probably is to figure out what's next.
2: I mean, too many. You got, I'm sure, over a thousand records under your belt. You know,
1: that's a lot of music. It is a lot of music. And when we think about older artists, they would take years in between re-releasing new music. I think the benefit of that was one, you could experience life. So maybe you'd have some different things to speak about on the album you might be in a different era for your life you know so we see and hear and feel different things from you and two obviously the music cycle is not as long as it was then but i think that that is a detriment to some of these artists because yeah you're putting out all this music but it's forgettable so you have all of these songs all this large catalog but is anybody really going back and checking for it? Yeah. Yeah, are they? I mean,
2: <laughs> when I think about my playlist, my playlist is 90s, early 2000s. So
1: Right, but those and those artists, too, weren't coming out back to back to back to back like these are. Lil there Wayne. was space in between. Lil Wayne
2: didn't really come back to back. He didn't. Nicki Minaj either didn't really go back to back.
1: Nicki Minaj only has what three albums. She got
2: three albums. That first one dropped in what like 09, 2010 yeah. and then her most the most recent album I believe was the Queen album. That was like 2018. So, you know, she had gaps in between, but also let's you know, it's been a lot of features as well too. True. Lil Wayne has done a lot of features still on some feature songs and that's why I think they need to collaborate on top of they need to do a Young Money part 2 and bring it bringing some of the young cats that they got you know what I'm saying? To be a part of the mixtape. Is mix-t- that
1: a thing, though? Since oh, Well, maybe not Nikki, but since, you know, obviously Drake, his contract is done with Young Money, right? He has OVO sound and, you know, yeah, two bosses can link up. But if one of the bosses, like, you know, is that funny? With, whose label does it go under? Are we releasing both? You know, things like that I just feel like could be... On the surface, this is my brother. This is my brother. But behind the scenes, I feel like it could be a little beef because there's money.
2: Well, Birdman needs to come around. Birdman,
1: I don't think Drake wants Birdman part of his future business. That's just mine.
2: I think there's some reverence still for Lil Wayne. Of course. So, you know, all all Lil Wayne got to do is be like, yo, Drake, me and Nikki, Mm -hmm. we getting together. We need you on. Come through. And I don't think it's going to be a problem.
1: Okay, we'll have to see. Um, Quamel said he's going to call in after he eats. Obviously, he has some commentary on this topic. You need to call in sooner. We might be rolled on to the next topic by then. After you get your snack in. I appreciate you checking us out. Fahima says, I would love to see Nikki stop beefing with Cardi. I, I mean, here's the thing. I... So I am 50-50 on that, and here's why. One, I think, you know, they should stop beefing because it seems to have gotten, you know, pretty, a little violent enough. We saw what happened with Lil' Kim and Foxy back in the day, and it ended up with jail time for Kim and some other things, so we don't want any of that. But I do think... A little bit of competitive nature is good for hip hop. And we've had a lot of beefs across men in rap and hip hop. Beefs on wax. You know, I'm talking about keeping it within the music. (laughs) So I feel like women should be allowed to do that too. And it shouldn't be such a sensitive topic. And also, I don't think everybody necessarily has to like each other or get along. I don't. I think that there is a problem with that. It's nice to be all kumbaya and we hope for that. But the reality is you're not going to like everybody and everybody's not going to click. Right. But yeah, you know, stop the violence, increase the peace, but they don't have to be friends. I don't think that. It would have been nice, but you know, Cardi and Megan are linked up. We got a duo right there. When we come forward more trending topics and headlines, you were locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA. Talk 15. Should we apologize? Oh. Just leave them pissed. Hey. Underlay, underlay, mommy. Welcome back in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Shout out Nelly Mo. Is today his actual birthday? Yeah, shout out to Nelly. Um, Ashanti just surprised him with a surprise party. I'm not sure who the guests are because I literally just saw it really quickly flash across Instagram. But, uh, you know, she's going all out for baby boy. I'm liking the spin the block. It's
2: looking like they were doing karaoke.
1: Oh, they were doing karaoke? That's what it
2: looked like because uh, I saw her live just for a little bit and it looked like he was doing karaoke.
1: Okay, okay. Well, you know, it's his 49th birthday. They're doing the boo thing. She bought him the 6-4 the other day, continues with the surprise party. I don't know. Maybe Ashanti will get that ring.
2: Are Nelly and Ashanti the new relationship goals?
1: I, I don't feel like... It... <laughs> I don't think so. I think relationship goals is an outdated phrase. I don't feel as though we will be hearing a lot of that for a while, you know. Um, I just like couples. I don't feel like anybody should, like, none of y'all ain't goals to me.
2: (laughs) Well, we do want to see them win,
1: though, right? We want to see them win. Got it. That is for sure. So that, like, for me, when I'm enthusiastic about that stuff, it is for that very reason. I love, love, I want to see people find their person come together have a good time and make the most of it you know so if they seem happy i'm happy you know and that's what it is so we hope they win it seems sweet um and you know if not hope the next one wins This is the one that does it for them then you know We're just going to keep that thing moving. Um, Shout out to Pretty Brown Mimi who hopped into the YouTube chat and promptly hopped back out of it. We appreciate you checking in, though. Um, Forensic accountant says, this boy stole the hook from Speedy Gonzalez. He sure did, and it was genius. It was catchy. And in, what was that, 2002? 2000, okay. He had everybody rocking and... You know, we were coming off of the years of the South had something to say. Nelly was like Midwest stand up. He had those arches representing hip-hop. Pretty hardcore. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at... Listen, Nelly even went on and put out, like, a women's clothing line. Like, you got to give Nelly some... That stuff was ugly and cheap. However, (laughs) he did it. You know, Cornell, what is Nelly's last name? Haynes. Okay attempted baseball player right i wonder the last of the era of when we were still playing baseball i don't know we talked about that the other night um i would like to see you know let's get back into it um forensic accountant is breaking down the proper pronunciation hey we're in southern california bruh I think you are, too. I'm not sure where you are. We absolutely understand the proper li- <laughs> pronunciation of Andale, Andale, we, you know, all of that. We know he was just making it catchy for the song. When you're making a catchy line, a catchy lyric, it doesn't have to be grammatically correct because that's not the point. The point is to enjoy it and have fun. That's why your sexy red is winning and everybody running around talking about skiwee, because, Is there even technically a proper spelling? I'm surprised that the AKAs haven't come at her. Low-key. Like you said, low-key. I mean, she's not exactly on theirs, but it's close. And the way that they are protective over their brand or things, you know, you heard some people talking about they don't even like people wearing pink and green together. So you would think something that kind of really mimics their um you know, I would uh get their grinds going. But I suppose they learned their lesson with a couple of those things. Maybe we just let pop culture do its thing and not get into all of that. So listen, continuing on this hip hop topic that we've been on, I mentioned J. Cole and kind of what he said that he expects Drake to get his lick back um, in the form of the uh, song and the first-person shooter and so forth because people are saying that J. Cole kind of washed Drake on the track. But here's another thing that is kind of interesting and for J. Cole, bittersweet. So last month, he finally reached his first number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. And that's thanks to First Person Shooter, the song he did with Drake. But in an interview on Little Yachty's A Safe Place podcast, he said that although it was a career milestone, if it would have went number two, it wouldn't have mattered. He said, I wouldn't have felt any type of way. If the other song would have went number one, it's like, bruh, I'm cool. And he felt that way because he somewhat wished that it would have happened differently. He said, I'd almost feel better not having my first number one being off of a Drake alley oop. You know what I mean? He said that though grateful that a record he's featured on, you know, went to number one and allowed Drake to tie with Michael Jackson's record for 13 number one hits. A travesty. A travesty. A travesty. Listen. Streaming and physical sales. There should be a a distinction somewhere. But that's a topic for another day. um, Because there's no way in the world you can tell me. And I love Drake. I'm a Drake fan. Drake stand down. Had the burn CD back in the day of all the mixtapes. But you cannot tell me that Drake equates with Michael Jackson's number ones. It's just not the same. That's just a side though. But so back to J. Cole. He said that, you know, it's just that if the other song would have went to number one, I'm still grateful to be a part of it. I wasn't at home like, come on, y'all, pick up the strings, man. We got to beat this. Yeah, come on. We got first-person shooter to number one. It was me and Drake. Fans still buy iTunes single, the digital, you know. But he just feels like, one, he wishes that it kind of would have been another way. And he appreciates people. And two, I think he kind of wishes it would have been maybe one of his own songs, you know. I mean, and that's understandable. Again, not licking a gift horse in the mouth, not being unappreciative. And I think he's very careful to say that. But I think that, um, you know, he wanted to make it on his own standing. So for all the dogs, Mark, the first time that J. Cole and Drake have collaborated together since 2013's Jodeci Freestyle, which was my jam. I did like that. But I didn't realize it had been 10 years, right? So um, it's interesting how Drake moves around. He spreads his features around and the people that join him around. So I think that's why sometimes it always feels so good when he links back up with people because it's sprinkled in with other things. But it is curious that it took them 10 years to circle back. When we come forward, we'll have more trending topics and headlines. You are locked in to RS with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. <laughs> You were locked into R S V P with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. Quamel, welcome in. I'm glad you got your snack all taken care of. What's going on? Talk to It's you. not it
0: it was not a snack. It was actual dinner after the gym and all that.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> get your sustenance, you gotta it's, replace.
0: You know, gotta get the, gotta get the body working right. Um so much of this will will also kind of um Jump from the whole, the whole Queen Latifah statement. Um, I feel like right now in the culture of Black people in America, um, we're 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 too, too stuck on our men and our women wanting to be adversaries and and making like everything you know, like our women making like everything the guys do. Is the supreme downfall of black people, and and the, and the guys making like everything the women do is the supreme downfall of black people, um, to where you're putting you know little party records like Sexy Red on this pedestal and blowing it out of proportion that really should not be, um, and I think it's affecting where there could be excitement in the music, um, and in and in the culture as a whole, and in and in the and in all the movements. That we normally would have a lot of fun, kind of making happen together, um, and, and it makes me say, I cannot wait for a time to kind of return back to unity, where we're actually propping each other up and saying, okay, you know what, um, we're, you know, everything, everything that we're doing here is is in the is in the spirit of improving the breed, improving the art, and improving the culture. Um, it, it's it's just too it's just too far in this whole kind of adversarial like kind of almost irritate each other stick it to each other score points on each other game that i just cannot stand right now
1: so wait let me ask you are you pro sexy red like as a fun party record or you were against that
0: it's a party record it's not it's not for me i'm gen x it's not aimed at me i don't right. i don't go to clubs i don't i'm not I'm not running around, uh, you know, trying to, trying to, trying to, you know, find myself, you know, in situations like that. A cookie and a brown Tootsie Roll? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, no, no, I mean, mean, there there might be some stuff that's going on with with that generation that's kind of cringe, as they say. Um, But, to just watch these, these people on the internet blow it out of proportion and make like, like, ah, that's what's wrong with black women. Ah, that's what's wrong with black men, you know, like, it, it's it's just too much part of that that's these stupid toxic voices that we keep that we keep hearing thrown at us and, and 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 want they want our outrage so bad so they can make some money off of us um but yeah as far as as far as to the music um i i feel like it should be the way you know nas and, and ll and some of them were saying like look just make art and, and may the and may the best art win and 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 get the proper attention it deserves and you know hopefully DJs catch on to it and all that. Um but there just there just there just seems to be this this thing that everybody's kind of stuck on and you got birds like DJ academics kind of fan the flames of it where 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 it is like you know like everybody's looking like looking like looking at for what's wrong with the culture instead of um supporting stuff that they think is dope. You know
1: what I mean? But do you think it's and really I, that? Because I feel like, though we have a lot of conversation around these topics, if we look at the streaming numbers, and we, hip-hop still, though the um, money is down, the market share is still relatively the same. So I think people are supporting what they like. It's just a lot of discourse as to... You know which side is really tearing each other down, or what? But let me ask you: Did you agree with what Latifah posted, or how did you feel about what she said, as far as academics and which they felt he was targeting, and so forth? I mainly
0: feel I mainly feel like we're we're stuck on taking sides and missing the wider point that okay. we've been doing this for for so many years and letting it play to letting it, letting it play the black male and female insecurities, you know, about, about money or about whether, you know, we get to be sexually expressive or whether we're seeing as for the streets, all this other stuff that it, it's, it's just, it's driving us all nuts. We're just outraged with each other. And it's, and it's constant outrage Olympics every single day out there. And, um, A Sexy Red record should not be blown out of proportion any more than a Two Live Crew record should have been blown out of proportion back in 89 or 91. You know what I mean? Or a Too Short record in in all the time. He's been doing his thing. But to be fair, here's the the thing. It's the
1: same thing, really. You're right. And that's a great point. But to be fair, weren't those records—and Andy's going to jump in—but weren't those records considered controversial, morally, outside of what was represented— and a lot of people, a lot of them women, you know, a lot of them from the religious aspect may have blocked that. For Gen Xers, think about we had C. Dolores Tucker. We had all of those things where they would go and buy the tapes and roll over the tapes and albums and CDs oh, yeah. with a steamroller and things of that nature. So I feel like all the sentiment stuff, yeah. was the same as far as we shouldn't be exposing our kids to this. But then here's the second thing. I don't know if it is the children that this stuff is doing damage to, because if you look at all the studies and all the conversations, well, it obviously is doing some damage. Let me clear that up. But as far as, you know, being sexually promiscuous and how far it's taken it, it's actually kind of, seems to have the opposite effect based on social media and a couple of other things you know, that generation of Gen Z and, you know, younger millennials are having sex less than the Gen X generation. They also are linking up less. The pregnancy rates are down and they even want to see less sex in the TV and films that they watch. So have we reached kind of our peak? It is nice, but have we reached our peak beef stage and blown out? And really we're on the start of You know, a new correction because all of the bad things that they talked about would happen to us with that music. Some things did, some things did not. But as far as the sexuality and those effects, it actually, you know if you think about it, the rise in the discussion of sex and music and all of these topics was also, for us and our generation, the rise of condoms being more visible, for it being more okay for people to purchase that type of stuff. You know, TLC with left eye wearing the condoms on their thing, the clothes, salt and pepper, let's talk about sex. So did it Uh, really have the impact and the effect that we try... And pointed towards when you look at the statistics that bore out of it, although some other things are out of whack.
0: I mean, I want to think of it. I want to think of it in this way. For one, I like. I would like to think that we're starting to get the picture about what things are just dumb and just messy. Uh, you, you brought up that whole thing with, with making the stallions. Uh, Ex, which I didn't know that person was 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 her was now her ex. I'm like, party, like what would oh. make you be? What would make you be that messy? It just just something about that just speaks to not being very bright. You know what I mean? But and, they're and but, after but while, they're young. After a while, after a while, let me you yeah, can only say so much for being young too, because sometimes you just you just look you just look a little silly doing some of these things. Yeah, and at the end, if we're, if we're figuring that out. That's fine, but <clears throat> otherwise, I do think again it's that where we we're now in this whole socialization of constantly lobbing at each other, our men and our women. I almost think queer people looking at us like, "What is wrong with these straight people? What? Why are these Why are these people constantly fighting all the time? Like, do y'all like each, Do y'all like each other? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. And, and, and it's a it's a huge problem to constantly see just these these lobs. And like, oh, let me dunk on him and score these points because it's going to make me some money. But then you got a bunch of people to buy into that. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to try to keep them keep talking in circles. But, yeah, that is the main correction I think needs to happen um, to really get back to, to properly having fun. Um, and by the way I, I don't think a lot of this music is hip hop
1: but that's another story
0: well, cool, anyways, I want you no, uh,
1: I want to hold you over if you so are inclined because I got another question for you on the other side if you would like to... rock on with your back I love it sure why not so, Miss Monroe get ready for hour three on RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA talk 1580 on the other side we're going to have a little more about this conversation about men and women in hip hop um, because I have a question since we're targeting each other i'm gonna go someplace and i want to hear some of andy's thoughts plus we'll get into more trending topics and headlines as we always do you were locked in to rsvp with jill monroe here on kbla talk 1580